0: Hi everyone and welcome to Happy Hour Plant. I'm Ashley and I'm Kaylee and welcome back guys. Thanks for tuning in to all of our episodes thus far. We appreciate everyone listening and we have an exciting episode for you guys today. It's very relevant and timely.
1: For sure. First off, first things first, Kaylee, how are you? You've been on maternity yeah. leave for so long. I haven't
0: <laughs> seen you. How's baby Henry? I know. Oh, he's good. He's good. Yes, it's. I can't believe it's almost been three months. So for our listeners, Ashley and I, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but we recorded a lot of episodes in advance in anticipation of maternity leave, and so I'm officially back to work next week, and uh, it's all is good. You know, it was really strange with the timing of everything. I had Henry on March 10th, and like a. Few That is when my daughter's school got canceled, and I think shortly thereafter, our office was closed, and everyone started working from home, and so, yeah, it's been an an interesting time to be on maternity leave and kind of out of the loop with with everything going on.
1: For sure. You probably Uh, thought you'd get some alone time with Henry, and then you have the girls home with you, and maybe your husband, or... Oh Just yeah, what a crazy leave <laughs> this has been. I'm sure to the other two that you've had.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. But you know, it was it was a blessing in terms of the girls being able to have some quality time with their brother that they wouldn't have been able to have wow. otherwise. So there yeah. were the moments where it was stressful, and I was very much missing school and their teachers. But um, <laughs> overall, I, I was happy to have everybody home. <laughs>
1: Oh, goodness. Well, we're yeah. happy to have
0: you back. I can't wait till you're back next
1: week. Thanks. I mean, even though yes. we're working remotely.
0: <laughs> For sure. Yes, I know. I know it. How have you been these last couple months?
1: Um, I've been good. That first week was a major shock, I think, because Dustin mm-hmm. was home. I was home. We kept Beckham home. Um, prior to them being home, it was easy to work from home because no one was home. I get so much done, no distractions. And then I have I'm crying in the background and, yes. and they're playing in the other room and banging on the door and so yeah it was adjustment but we're getting back to it back into a routine that's back to work so yeah good. everything's going good
0: good good okay yep. well jumping into what we normally do do you have a quote for us this week I sure do okay so here's our quote this is what we kind of
1: try to do each podcast do some kind of quote so here's the quote for this one what you focus on what you think about what you listen to, your attitude, your gratitude, your work and effort, what you study, how you speak to others, what you build, what you create, you can control all those things. I pick this quote right now because it pertains to a lot of the webinars and Zooms lately. I always try to ask people like what has COVID done for you in a positive way, because everyone,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: thinks of COVID as this awful thing, which it is. But you know, let's try and look at the opposite of it, the positive way. So I realized that what you focus on um, tends to really be what you get out of everything, so. Um, yeah,
0: I love that. It's all about your mindset, you know, and controlling your circumstances and your reaction. And so, yeah, I think that quote is, is right on. Yeah,
1: pretty relevant. So, but today yes.
0: we're gonna be talking about
1: the Paycheck Protection Program and other COVID related updates With our firm's PPP expert, Jamie Brewer. Jamie joined the firm about 10 years ago. Is that correct, Jamie?
2: Hi, guys. Yes, I've been with, I joined in 2010. um, So I've been with Bland for 10 years now. And before that, I was with another public accounting firm for about six years as well. So I've been in the industry for a while now. Mm -hmm. Long time.
1: (laughs) So you're a director in our tax department. Um, Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about yourself before we dive in?
2: Well, um, I'm a UNL grad, so go Huskers. Happy this fall. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I'm married, and I have two little boys, an almost eight-year-old and a six-year-old. And then I have two stepdaughters, 18 and 12. So... Wow, kind of full a house. Full, yeah, full
1: house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so how was uh, this whole quarantine with all the kids home? Well, you know, it started <laughs> with
2: <laughs> it started with um, you know we were still in tax season when schools got canceled, so. For mm-hmm. me, I live down in Lincoln and when everything kind of started, our kids were on spring break. So we didn't really have a whole lot to deal with cause we already had planned, planned for that week. Um, but then, you know, of course they never went back and it was mm-hmm. season, so a lot of just working crazy hours because when the kids had to do their schoolwork,
1: yeah, they needed mm-hmm. a lot of help.
2: Um, my two boys aren't at the age where they could do it themselves. So mm-hmm. they, could in. They, they could sit there and listen, but they usually wouldn't participate or, or do much else unless yeah. I was
0: standing
2: there or my husband was standing there helping them.
1: So how <laughs>
0: tough. Yeah. So
2: yeah, it was an adjustment, but I did like having – more time with the kids, especially during such a tax season when normally, you know, sometimes you can go through the whole day without seeing them. Yeah, for
1: sure.
2: So it was nice getting to spend that time with kids. Good. Well, good. Okay,
0: so Jamie, we we ask each of our guests just kind of an off-the-wall question that we don't prepare you for so that we can get kind of your (laughs) off-the-cuff answer. And so we just pulled these questions from this website. We had found conversationstartersworld.com. So the question I have for you today is what is something that you were really into as a child, whether it be like a hobby or a toy or, or an activity, what's something that you were were really into?
1: Uh, there's a couple things. So as
2: a child, I guess my um, – My childhood um, ambition was dance and gymnastics, and I wanted to be a ballerina when I was younger, and so I used to talk, um, or I used to tell my mom about it all the time, I'm going to be a ballerina when I grow up. So I was really into gymnastics and dance, Mm -hmm. and I took tap dance lessons when I was, really little for a long time, and we do dance recitals and different things like that, so I was kind of a girly girl in that aspect, Um, and then on the flip side, we had horses, so I was really into Mm -hmm. my horses as well, and um, just riding them, and getting out there, so I kind of had two different sides to me. Yes. (laughs) The country girl life, and then the yeah, the pretty princess. I right.
0: Mhm. Dream of. Well, that's, that's awesome. too funny.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, Jamie has been setting up and researching, as well as attending a lot of webinars, um, doing a lot of research herself on the Paycheck Protection Program, and we refer this to this as the PPP. So if you hear us say that, that's what it is. Today, she's going Wait, to I have some to great stop
0: an- you. Does Does this make you think of the Naughty by Nature song? <laughs> Are you oh, looking pee-pee. that for us? <laughs> what yeah, is you know it me? like? <laughs> yeah. When I was reading this oh. morning, that's all I could hear in my head is like, "Are you down with PPP?" You know? No, yeah, oh you know me. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to say that. Okay, sorry to interrupt for for keep going. Keep going. All right. <laughs> I'll work for on yeah, the hip hop you know. version of, okay. of the.
1: <laughs> okay, if you come up with it by the end, you can sing it for
0: us. Okay, got deal. All
1: right. So she's gonna share some great information with us. Um, who uses it, why it's so helpful, other recommendations, if you're a recipient recipient of the fund. So, Jamie, do you want to tell us a little bit more about the Paycheck Protection Program?
2: Yes. So, the Paycheck Protection Program um, really came about because of the economic shutdown that happened due to the coronavirus. um, That you know, most every state was facing back in March. And <clears throat> the amount of unemployment claims that were filed in March in businesses that were shut down um, was just a huge detriment to our economy. And so um, the CARES Act was passed. And the Paycheck Protection Program was part of this CARES Act um, that was I think it was signed March 27th. And what it did was it funded $349 billion under the Small Business Administration, so the SBA, to loan out these funds to businesses. Um, And so it was intended as, uh, as a crutch due to our economic uncertainty and the conditions that were happening Um, so part of, so that's what the Paycheck Protection Program is. Um, it was any business could apply for it if they had 500 or fewer employees. Um, in certain industries, they could have more than 500 employees, um, if they met the SBA's standard size for that industry. So there was a little leeway there. Um, but basically what it was was it's intended to be a forgivable loan um, with a $10 million cap. So when you applied for it, you couldn't apply for more than $10 million, which sounds yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. No um, there was to back up a little, there was actually um, a second amount of, um, that was put into this PPP fund. So the first round of funds, that $349 billion that I mentioned, ran out within two weeks. So it ran out by April 16th, which is wow. a little Insane. bit confusing to think about all the yes. amount of people that, that applied for it. So at the end of April, April 24th, Trump signed another $310 billion into this PPP program. So, um, I haven't heard that those funds have run out yet and I did have a client just receive funds last week on it mm-hmm. still,
1: so. Do I they think there are
2: things available.
1: Maybe yeah. all the funds up front for the whole time or how, is, it, is it six to eight weeks that they get up front or how does that work?
2: Mm-hmm, yeah, so what you did was you applied with your bank Um, And it was a pretty easy application um, and process to go through, although that, you know, first week after the CARES Act was passed was a little bit crazy because we didn't have any guidance and there was a lot Mm -hmm. of misinformation out there. So we had to be really careful with that. But the application was pretty easy um, to get through and you applied and you got it up front. So as soon as the bank approved it and entered it into the SBA's um, site, then those funds were made available to the bank and the bank made it available to you. So you got all of that up front. And the calculation for it was, or the amount that you got was, um, you took an average of your last 12 months payroll costs. So that would be your salary, your wages, your commission, um, health insurance, retirement, and then also your state and local tax assessed, so like state unemployment tax payments. So you took an average of that over the last 12 months and multiplied it by 2.5 to get your total PPP loan amount. And so that's what, there's an application that you went through and um, the SBA provided the application and then you provided documentation to your banker. And then some banks also required an additional worksheet. Um, The larger banks had their own template that you had to fill out, like Bank of America, U.S. Bank. And so you had to kind of follow some of their specific templates that they needed, but it was a fairly simple application process for the most wow. part.
0: Okay. And so do you want to talk a little bit about the safe harbor that's available?
2: Yes, there was a lot of people I had mentioned a lot of businesses applied and got some pretty substantial amounts from that first round of this PPP funds that were available and some people um, shouldn't have applied for it and there was a safe harbor which allowed them to repay it back which that date was may 18th so we're past that date but i did look and there was about 510 million dollars that was given back so businesses took it out that you know, realized maybe they didn't really need it. Um, the, the CARES Act and the PPP came out so quickly and guidance didn't come out as quickly as the program did. And so as we were getting more and more guidance, more and more businesses realized whether they qualified or whether they didn't or whether they needed it um, because you do have to certify on the application that due to the economic uncertainty you needed uh, these funds to support your ongoing operations or these funds were going to be to support your ongoing operations. So, um, And if you got a substantial amount, over $2 million, then the SBA is actually going to review those applications and the forgiveness portion to make sure um that you were in compliance there and that these funds were needed for your business
1: mm-hmm.
2: Wow so and I don't know there's been a lot out in the media you know LA Lakers got 4.6 million mm-hmm. and you know, there's some other businesses Shake Shack it's it's like a burger place I think got 10 million so there's a lot of businesses that you can read up about on how much they got and whether they paid it back
0: um, sure. or um, wow. Well, hopefully people took advantage of that safe harbor and paid it back if they needed to. And like you mentioned, Jamie, everything did happen so quickly. And I know in the beginning, it was encouraged as most most businesses were impacted in some way by COVID-19. It was really encouraged that everyone should just apply for these loans. Whether they knew or not. Right. And so yeah. what, what other recommendations would you have Jamie for those that did receive, receive these loans?
2: Yeah. So the big thing is going to be to have documentation to so document everything. Um, Like I mentioned with the, the, you know, you certified that, you know, due to these unforeseen circumstances, you needed these funds with the SBA when you applied. Um, You want to document what your reason or rationale was to obtain the PPP loan. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if there were, you know, if you had to be shut down or um, there was disruptions in your business or, um, You know, your workforce, everything and all of the documentation that goes into this PPP, you're going to need to retain it for six years. So they did announce that retention thing. And also right now, time is of the essence because the PPP loan gives you an eight-week period to use these funds for the eligible costs and so most people got their PPP loan early april and Mm -hmm. they're now probably about in week six of their eight-week covered period so businesses really need to um you know calculate out where they're at if they're going to you know get forgiveness if they need um if they need you know to plan or Mm -hmm. uh, you know just different things that they can do to make sure that they get this forgiveness piece um and you know it was announced so we got some new guidance over the, the weekend and there was some some more guidance given and they did say that bonuses and hazard pay Um, are legitimate payroll costs. So if you need to bonus out your employee or, Mm -hmm. or do do something, the forgiveness piece is, is the big item right now. So, wow.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. Not, not to wait till after the fact, but plan ahead for these final few weeks to spend what you may need to, to, to get that 100% forgiveness that's, that's available.
1: Right, exactly. Jamie, are there any um, tax um, implications of receiving the PPP fund? Okay,
2: so the IRS announced at the end of April, April 30th, they came out with a notice uh, that expenses paid with the forgiven funds from the PPP will not be deductible for federal income tax purposes. So, if you... Use these funds for the intent that it was given, and got forgiveness. You're not able to also take a deduction on your tax return. Now there was um, Congress pushed back right away on this. Mm-hmm. Of course, it said this is not this is not their intent, um, and so there's a few senators that got together and introduced a bill that would allow the PPP loan to get a tax deduction. So those expenses that are forgiven to still be an expense on your income taxes when you file at the end of this year. So um, there's more to come on that. I haven't heard any further, but um, we would expect that, you know, hopefully it gets back. Way it was intended to be and provide the most benefit to the
0: small businesses that
2: that obtain these funds.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow yeah very important to stay tuned on that and so let's let's move now and talk a little bit more in depth about the forgiveness of the loan and just like we've talked about in relation to the tax consequences you know the intention of these funds were to provide relief to small businesses that were, financially impacted by coronavirus. And as we've discussed, businesses that meet certain conditions may not have to repay these funds. And so there's a lot of nuance, I think, and specifics that go into some of this. And so Jamie, can you kind of lead us into the discussion about about some of that?
2: Of course. This is the hot topic right now. Mm-hmm. the <laughs> And the most confusing topic. (laughs) So (laughs) in order to get forgiveness, you have to apply. And the SBA came out with the loan forgiveness application in the middle of May. So, of course, um, the PPT applications, they started accepting it April 3rd, I think it was, that Friday. And now we don't, we didn't know anything about, we, we knew very little about the loan forgiveness piece until now, mm-hmm. May, May 15th. So the, app, the loan forgiveness application is an 11-page document.
1: Did you read goes, all 11 pages, I'm sure?
2: Yes, yeah, I've gone through it. I've gone through it a couple of times. <laughs> Um, it goes through, it has both the instructions and then it goes through the application and calculations. So the actual calculation form is just two pages, but then there's also a Schedule A that goes with it and then a worksheet to the Schedule A. So there's a couple pieces and calculations that you have to do. To go into the actual application, the two pages of that application form. And um, it gets kind of complex. So um, the big thing here is going to be not having any reduction. So part of the PPT was that. 75% of your payroll costs needed to be, or 75% of your PPP loan funds needed to be for payroll costs. And so if you're not, then potentially there's a reduction, a payroll reduction that you have to go through calculation. And then the second piece with it is they wanted you to maintain your FTE number, your headcount. count. So If you didn't, then there could potentially be an STE reduction as well. So there's a couple calculations. That's mainly what Schedule A and the worksheet goes through are those two reduction pieces. And um, I can talk a little bit more about that as well. It, It does get confusing because there are several dates that you have to keep straight. So you have the eight week period that the PPP loan funds cover, which is either eight weeks from the day that you receive the funds or eight weeks, or I think it's 56 days after your first payroll, after you receive the funds. So if you're a biweekly payroll, no, you might have waited to do this alternative eight-week or fifty-six-day calculation um, for your covered period. So there's a bunch of different dates that you have mm-hmm. to keep straight and it gets very confusing because the two of them they don't they don't exactly match each other. So
1: you, you compare
2: your eight week period to where you were before and they give you different dates to do that comparison. <laughs> so it gets a little confusing. Sure, I can see that. <laughs> yes. yes, it does. So I'll go through, I'm, I'm going to give just a couple of what these calculations are um, in the easiest way that I can say it possible. Um,
1: But if they have questions afterwards, they can always contact you.
2: Yes, definitely. Yeah. Contact, you know, your accountant, your banker for any questions. There's also the application has all the information on it as to what these calculations are and what's included in each line item. So there's also some good guidance there. And then we did receive some further guidance um just last friday as well so there's a few there's definitely references bland has a covid 19 page that's going to have a lot of information out there on the ppp the sba they released 48 faqs with the ppp so lots of guidance out there um, on questions that stemmed from this good so with the payroll portion of it, the payroll reduction, if your pay was reduced more than 25%, then you have to run through a calculation. And this is calculated on an employee-by-employee employee basis. So you're going to wow. have to list out every employee on the application and probably an attachment because there's only seven lines on the <laughs> schedule sheet for you to list employees. So unless you have seven or less employees, you're gonna probably have to have an attachment with this information. Um, So if your pay was reduced more than 25%, then you're gonna take your average annual salary during your covered period, so this is your eight weeks, and you're gonna divide it by your average annual salary between January 1st, 2020, through March 31st of 2020, which would be first quarter. And that's going to give you a percentage. It's going to give you, you know, if it gives you 75% or more, Mm -hmm. then you're fine. You don't have to run through any further calculations. But if it's less, then you kind of run through some more calculations and determine if there's a safe harbor met with this. And so the safe harbor is your is it's your annual salary as of February fifteenth of twenty twenty. So if you if that first part, if you're less than seventy five percent, when you divided that your covered period by that first quarter period then you would compare that, your annual salary on February 15th, to the average annual salary between February 15th and April 26th of 2020. So if your average annual salary between February 15th and April 26th was more than what it was on February 15th, Then you've met that safe harbor, and you don't have to um, go through any further calculation. Is there a
1: calculator out there for all this?
2: Yeah, there are spreadsheets out there um, that that people have put together. A lot of you know CPAs, accountants. uh, The AICPA has one out there. And Jeremy with our office also has one that he put together. So it makes it a little easier to go through the calculation. But like I said, the dates are really the confusing part because mm-hmm. you got to keep it straight. For sure. As to what you're comparing to in the different periods. And it's not just this, per- this eight-week period to this period. It's multiple different periods you need to make sure you know and keep straight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, The other part of that safe harbor, that payroll safe harbor, is if your average annual salary on June 30th. um, So you would compare your annual salary on February 15th to what it was on June 30th. So if you restored payroll by June 30th, then you still hit that safe harbor calculation. You don't have to do a pay reduction. So it gets a little bit complex. There's a little bit more that goes into that calculation, but it's going to be a little hard to explain through the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to jump into the next reduction piece, which is the FTE reduction piece. Okay. Okay. And so if you reduced your FTEs, you're gonna do a calculation. And here you get a chosen reference period for your FTEs. So you can either choose as as a PPP borrower, you can either choose your average FTEs from February 15th of 2019 through June 30th of 2019. So we're talking last year, 2019. Or January 1st of 2020 through February 29th of 2020. So you get to choose one of those reference periods for your FTEs. So that's an important calculation that everyone's gonna need to go through if they've reduced their FTEs. So they'll, they'll wanna choose, um, choose which reference period is best for them. And then you're going to calculate your average FTEs for the covered period, which is the eight-week period of of your Paycheck Protection Program loan. And you're going to divide those two together. So you're going to divide your average over the eight weeks divided by your average FTEs by that chosen reference period. Um, And you're gonna want that reference period, those two that you get to choose from, you're gonna wanna choose the lower amount. So whatever average FTEs are lower between the two periods, that's what you're gonna want for the the best calculation here. So, that's another calculation with another set of dates that you have to make sure you keep straight as well when you're going through this application for
0: forgiveness. And so, Jamie, you have to meet both of those—both the wages and the FTE. It's not an either or.
2: Yeah, it's both. Um, now, if you um, if you reduced wages of an employee. Um, if you reduce hours of an let empl- I me mean, say that differently, if you reduce hours of an employee, which then in turn reduce their wages, you're not going to be double counted um, for the reduction piece. So, okay. if you reduce hours, that's going to count as your under your this average FTE this FTE reduction quotient portion, and it won't be counted under the payroll reduction portion. So they okay. do. They did announce that there is not a. We're not going to get double penalized sure. for that because that is um, that's another thing. That's mm-hmm. they go hand in hand. If you're going to reduce hours, of course payroll is going to fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of hand in hand, and they did give us the definition with this loan forgiveness application of an FTE, which was a big, big unknown that nobody. Nobody was certain what it would be, but they said an FTE is defined as 40 hours or more per week. So your average FTE, one one full FTE will be 40 hours or more. Anything less than that, you can use a simplified method, which would be you just use 0.5 for anybody that's less than 40 hours, or you can just calculate it out and round it to the nearest tenth. But you have to use the same calculation for your covered period and your chosen reference period in calculating those FTEs. So that is another big, big item because the, the FTE reduction reduces your, um, it re- it doesn't just reduce your payroll cost portion of the loan forgiveness. It reduces the, the full amount wow your loan that you received by this quotient so fte that's another good planning point if you're still within if you need to get your FTE hours up um get those up because they um, they will affect the amount of forgiveness that you're able to receive and then the other portion that i didn't talk about was the non-payroll cost portion for forgiveness so these are going to be your mortgage interest payments and rent or lease payments and utility payments so they did let us know that these amounts that are eligible are amounts that are paid during your covered eight-week period or incurred during the covered eight week period and paid on or before the next regular billing cycle date. Mm-hmm. That's after that eight week period. So they did give us a little guidance there. Uh, there was a lot of confusion. Does this mean I have to pay it? Does this mean I can accrue these costs and you will still be forgiven? Mm-hmm. Um, a little, little bit of confusion there, but that's the other portion of the forgiveness, the, the other 25% that can go towards those non-payroll costs.
1: So now that we've covered the PPP in depth, and that was obviously the most important popular relief program, are there any others?
2: There are. So there's a couple other um, programs out there that you should know about. So there was also another loan loan program through the SBA is called the Economic Injury Disaster Loan. And this, this came out before the PPP, um, Paycheck Protection Program came out. So there were some businesses that also applied for the Economic Injury Disaster Loan and the PPP loan. And the Economic Injury Disaster Loan is truly a loan. There is no forgiveness piece to it. Um, so it does need to be repaid. And that's at a 3.75% interest rate for businesses um, or lower for non-business or for nonprofits. And the economic injury disaster loan, this can be used to pay your debt payroll, accounts payable, um, and other bills that can't be paid because of the disaster's impact. So um, it's much, it's similar to the PPP in that you can pay, you know, it's used for payroll and some other non-payroll costs, but it it doesn't limit it to those, you know, three non-payroll items of mortgage, lease, and utility payments and the the early portion of the economic injury disaster loan there was also a grant that was paid out ten thousand dollar grant and they paid those out right away they pay they typically paid those within three days of the application and that grant does not have to be repaid so they kind of added a little perk on there Um, now that grant, that ten thousand, was reduced to one thousand per employee. Now up to ten employees. So, the grant portion, at first, was just a flat ten thousand, and then it, they reduced it based on your employee size. And currently. The SBA is only accepting new applications for agriculture businesses out on their website. So if you look up the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, that's what it's going to say out there. Um, I'm not certain that they'll open it back up to other businesses, uh, but this did come out early in March before the Paycheck Protection Plan and the CARES Act was passed. So a lot of businesses were able to to get the funding that they needed when they needed it.
0: But.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, everybody's heard, everybody's asked about the economic impact, impact stimulus payment. That was the $1,200 that you get if you're single or $2,400, if married filing joint. Plus if you have children, extra $500 per child that is, um that was a big thing a lot of people calling asking when they're going to get their funds the irs put a special page out on their website for you to, you to enter in your banking information if they didn't already have it so they could direct deposit those funds to you and there was a threshold on that as well so if you're single and make $75,000 or less, you're going to get that $1,200 uh, stimulus check. And if you're married filing joint, it'd be $150,000 um, $150, or less, you'd get that $2,400 married filing joint stimulus payment. Now there was a second proposal out there for a second round of stimulus checks. Um, so potentially taxpayers can see another stimulus check coming. We'll see if, if it goes through.
0: Okay. And so Jamie, obviously for our listeners, she has done an immense amount of research and as she kind of alluded to, it's difficult to go into some of it over the podcast when it's just very very, Very complicated, and a lot of businesses can have very specific situations with their own set of circumstances that can't be addressed with just kind of general um, knowledge. So, as as we've mentioned, you know, feel free to reach if you do have questions that go beyond the scope of what we've talked about today. Jamie, when you were preparing for this podcast and you sent us over some notes, I know there were a few other items that you wanted to share with our listeners. Do you want to touch on those?
1: Yes, um, so there's a couple other
2: COVID-related items that, that came out. Uh, there's an employee retention credit, and what this is is a refundable payroll tax credit that 50% of qualified wages paid between March 13th and the end of the year. So, um, the, max amount, the maximum amount is up to $10,000 of wages per employee. So, it's a max credit of $5,000 per employee. And there's a couple of stipulations with that. Um, your gross receipts must have dropped below 50% uh, of a comparable quarter in 2019. And, um, you must have fully or partially suspended your business operations due to, um, COVID-19 government orders. So those, those two items, um, you need to have in order to get this credit. And then you're also not eligible if you took the PPP loan. So, um, they don't allow this credit even outside of your ppp you're only eligible if you took the ppp loan you'd only be eligible if you repaid it back by that may 18th date Um, and then there's also a payroll tax deferral out there for employers so Employers can defer the employer portion of Social Security um, tax between March 27th and the end of the year. I hate giving out more dates because mm-hmm. so <laughs> <laughs> oh, much thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But. They they do allow you to defer those payroll tax deposits, that employer portion of those fi- of that FICA, um, and they they allow it to be deferred. Fifty percent would be paid back then, December thirty first of twenty twenty one, and another fifty the other fifty percent would be paid back the following year, so December thirty first of twenty twenty two, which is crazy to say 2022. Um, And then the other other big thing was the coronavirus tax relief, which everybody, probably everybody should have heard about. Um, That was the 90-day extension deadline that was given, um, including a waiver on the penalties and interest for any tax payments that were due for your tax return. So they extended that due date from April 15th to July 15th, 2020, for this year, which has been great.
1: Wow, Jamie, huge thanks to you. We really appreciate you taking all the time to educate us on all this. I'm sure it took a lot out of your days um, to really research and understand this information yourself. So if anyone has any questions about anything that we've talked about today, I know we talked about a lot of the PPP, um, the stimulus packages, the FTE. We talked about quite a bit with numbers, percentages, dates. So if anyone has any questions, please feel free to reach out to Jamie or your CPA. And um, I'm sure Jamie would love to you know, set up an appointment, chat with you, and try to explain this a little bit more because that's what we're here for. We're here to help you understand so you have no questions, so nothing slips through the cracks. Um, so yes, yeah, thank you again, Jamie.
2: You're welcome. My pleasure. This is it's it's so much to navigate. So there's always going to be questions along the way, and there's going to be more guidance that comes out as well. And so don't don't feel bad if you're a little bit lost with the forgiveness piece because it is very new and. Um, you know, it is a lot of information to go through and know. So mm-hmm. we are here to help, and um, this is what this is what we do, and this is what we've been um, reading up on and researching. And we love helping our clients and small businesses navigate through this Paycheck Protection Program and other economic concerns or issues that
0: have come about.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah. And thank you to our listeners. We we hope this was helpful for you all, and gives you just an idea of some of the different components that are involved with the forgiveness of the PPP loans. And we want to be here for as a resource to you. You all are busy running your businesses and trying to manage cash flow and all of staffing and all of the different implications that have resulted from COVID-19. And so let us help you with the, the financial impact piece, whether it be calculating the forgiveness portion or just assisting you with budgeting or forecasting out the rest of the year. There's just a lot of different ways that um, we can help. And it's best to be, as Jamie mentioned, proactive and organized with all the different information, all the different dates. There's just a lot going on. and uh, you know, I don't know if we'll ever get back to the way things were. This is kind of where the new normal, at least in the short term. And one thing is we're thankful podcasts haven't changed. We will probably have a lot more episodes and information that we want to share with all of you listeners to make sure you guys um, are keeping this top of mind and that you're covered in terms of, of what you're going through. So again, I would just echo, please don't hesitate to reach out to us with any, any questions. Yeah. So if you enjoyed the podcast today, please visit our website at
1: www.blandcpa.com and leave us a note. If you could also rate and review the podcast on whichever app you use to access the podcast, we truly appreciate it. So friends with that, be informed,
0: be inspired,
1: and be awesome. Bye. Bye.
0: A media Production.